Chapter Five of Half a Century by Jane Grey Swisshelm. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Lose my brother, age twelve through fifteen. Measured by the calendar, my boarding school life was six weeks, but measured by its pleasant memories, it was as many years. Mother wrote for me to come home, and in going, I saw by sunlight the scene of our adventure that dark night going out. It was a lovely valley, walled in by steep wooded hills. Two ravines joined, bringing each its contribution of running water, and pouring it into the larger stream of the larger valley, a veritable meeting of the waters, in all of nature's work, beautiful exceedingly. The house, which stood in the centre of a large green meadow, through which the road ran was built in two parts of hewn logs with one great stone chimney on the outside protected by an overshot in the roof but that one in which the log heap burned that night was inside one end had been an indian fort when general braddock tried to reach fort pitt by that road the other end and stone barn had been built by its present proprietor a log mill the oldest in allegheny county stood below the barn and to it the french soldiers had come for a meal from fort duquesne the stream crossed by the bridge was the mill race and the waterfall made by the waste gate it was the homestead of a soldier of the revolution one of washington's lieutenants the old man we had seen the woman was his second wife they had a numerous family and an unpronounceable name at home i learned that on account of a cough i had been the object of a generous conspiracy between mother and mrs oliver and had been brought home because i was worse our doctors said i was in the first stage of consumption that elizabeth was to reach that point early in life and that our only hope lay in plenty of calomel mother had lost her husband and four vigorous children there had been no lack of calomel and now when death again threatened she resolved to conduct the defence on some new plane she had gained legal possession of our village home and moved to it our lot was large and well supplied with choice fruit and the place seemed a paradise after our starved lives in the smoky city my apple tree still grew at the east end of the house there was a willow tree mother had planted which now swept the ground with its long graceful branches there were quantities of rose and lilac bushes a walled spring of delicious water in the cellar and a whole world of wealth but the potato lot looked up in despair a patch of yellow clay mother put a twelve years accumulation of coal ashes on it and thus proved them valuable both as a fertilizer and a preventive of potato rot though at first her project met general opposition william did the heavy work and was proud of it he was in splendid health for his insubordination had from a very early age saved him from drugging either mental or physical the lighter gardening became part of my treatment for consumption by having me each day lie on the floor on my back without a pillow and gentle use of dumbbells mother straightened my spine and developed my chest my clothes being carefully adapted to its expansion dancing was strictly forbidden by our church but mother was educated in ireland and danced beautifully she had a class of girls and taught us and with plenty of fresh air milk and eggs 
eventually disposed of hereditary consumption in her family but while attending to this she must also make a living so she bought a stock of goods on credit opened a store and soon had a paying business in this i was her special assistant but the work supplied to william did not satisfy the holy men of the church who furnished us advice he still made fire engines and a brook in a meadow presented irresistible temptation to water wheels and machinery one of his tilt hammers made a very good ghost haunting the meadow and keeping off trespassers he had a foundry where he cast miniature cannon kettles and curious things and his rifle practice was a neighborhood wonder he brought water from the cellar and did other chores which pennsylvania rules assigned to women and when boys ridiculed him he flogged them and did it quite as effectually as he rendered them the same service when they were rude to a girl he was a universal favorite even if he did hate catechism and love cake so mother's conscience was worked upon until she bound him to a cabinet-maker in the city to him the restraint was unendurable and he ran away he came after dark to bid me good-bye left love for mother and elizabeth and next morning left pittsburgh on a steamboat going to that eldorado of pittsburgh boys down the river for some time letters came regularly from him and he was happy and prosperous then they ceased and after two years of agonizing suspense we learned that he had died of yellow fever in new orleans to us this was dreadful irreparable and was wholly due to that iron bedstead piety which permits no natural growth but sets down all human loves and longings as of satanic origin soon after our removal to the village grandfather's estate was advertised for sheriff's sale mother had the proceedings stayed the executors dismissed and took out letters of administration which made it necessary for her to spend some portion of every month in the city this threw the entire charge of house and store on me as soon therefore as possible she sent me to the city to school where i realized my aspiration of studying ancient history and the piano and devoured the contents of the textbook of natural philosophy with an avidity i had never known for a novel in april eighteen thirty i began to teach school the only one in wilkinsburg and had plenty of pupils young men and women boys and girls at two dollars and one dollar and a half a term taught seven hours a day and saturday forenoon which was devoted to bible reading and catechism i was the first i believe in allegheny county to teach children without beating them i abolished corporal punishment entirely and was so successful that boys ungovernable at home were altogether tractable this life was perfectly congenial and i followed it for nearly six years mother started a sabbath school the only one in the village and this too we continued for years one of the pupils was a girl of thirteen a daughter of a well-to-do farmer who lived within a mile of the village her father had been converted at a camp meeting and was a devout methodist the first day she attended i asked her the question how many gods are there she thought a moment and then said with an air of satisfaction five i was shocked and answered in the language of the catechism oh margaret there is but one only living and true god she hung her head 
then nodded it and with the emphasis of a judge who had weighed all the evidence said i am sure i have heard tell a mourner one of em a young theological student came sometimes to stay over sabbath and assist in the school he led in family worship and had quite a nice time until one evening he read a chapter from the song of songs which was solomon's when i bethought me that he was very much afraid of toads i began to cultivate those bright-eyed creatures so that it always seemed probable i had one in my pockets or sleeve the path of that good young man became thorny until it diverged from mine i was almost fifteen when i overheard a young lady say i was growing pretty i went to my mirror and spent some moments in unalloyed happiness and triumph then i thought pretty face the worms will eat you all the prettiest girls i know are silly but you shall never make a fool of me helen's beauty ruined troy cleopatra was a wretch so if you are pretty i will be master remember that End of chapter five